And that breaking news unfolding in Brooklyn, a veteran subway train conductor brutally slashed in the neck at the Rockaway Avenue station. The attacker is still on the loose. Now, thankfully, the victim is expected to physically recover. And just a short time ago, we learned the conductor's life may have been saved by a quick thinking subway rider. You saw that conductor being treated in the hospital on the left side of your screen just a second ago. Mm, now, we have seen some shocking subway crime lately, but this is horrifying. And our Reagan Meji is live in the Brownsville section with all the details this morning. And there are some new details. Good morning, Reagan. Good morning, guys. Yeah, this is quite a story. So the veteran subway conductor, his name is 59-year-old Alton Scott. He's a veteran of 24 years with the subway system. And we're told that immediately after he got slashed, he made an announcement on the subway system that he's injured. And then other riders on the subway train came to his aid, including a doctor. Now, you have seen the picture that was provided to us by the MTA union, and it is very graphic, so we are blurring out his wound. But here he is, subway conductor Alton Scott, receiving medical care at Brookdale University Hospital after he was slashed in the neck. Police say it happened at 3.40 this morning. The 59-year-old conductor was operating the southbound A train. After pulling into the Rockaway Avenue Fulton Street subway station. He made his routine observation from the cab window. That is when he was attacked. Police say a man wearing a blue vest fled on foot and the MTA senior vice president spoke to the conductor before he was released from the hospital. He's shaken up, um, you know, in his 24 years with the company, nothing like this has ever happened. Uh, so he's, he's obviously shaken up, but he's a dedicated employee. His first words to me were, I love my job, um, but I, you know, I, I'm, I'm fear, I thought I was going to die. Now, of course, police are looking for a suspect. The MTA says we've got cameras in the subway system. We believe this suspect will be caught. Now, the other side of this is the MTA says that there appears to be some service disruptions on the A line, which is the line where this attack happened early this morning, and also the C lines. And it appears that there might be a work stoppage situation happening in response to the brutal attack of the conductor early this morning. So the MTA is suggesting to take other trains. We're live here in Brownsville, Brooklyn. Reagan Meji, Channel 7 Eyewitness News. Reagan, thank you. Incredibly frightening. Um, we also had to deal with some weather I mean, oh, yesterday, yeah. that rain, the wind, the mm -hmm. damage. Yeah, as advertised. Did it wake you guys up last night? That yeah, the wind did. Most people are talking about I didn't about. hear it, um, but Heather did too. She said that it sounded, what did she say it sounded like? A, like a tractor or something. Well, let me correct. I th the wind woke up the two girls, and then the girls the woke, girls woke up. up you. So, yes, right, it's right, right, right. sort of around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, in a way, yes and yeah. yes. Yeah, and we're still cleaning yeah. up a lot of the area from a lot of downed trees, but this is exactly what we expected with this fast move front through the area and now look at this so it looks great and if you're inside right now enjoying a cup of coffee and I say yes to that with us at 10 a.m. you haven't put your hand on the glass or the door or stepped outside you don't know that it's brutally chilly out there 35 degrees but the wind chill tells a whole different story those wind gusts and the wind advisory has fallen off right now for the day but it was certainly out this morning look at these gusty winds we're still at 33 mile per hour gusts now we measure wind two ways a steady or a steady wind you know that's what it is 
areas pretty much regularly throughout the hour. And then the peak gust in the hour. So 33 peak gust in White Plains, 38 peak gust in Newark. Just in the last hour, I'm going to show you where the gusty winds are and where they aren't. You can see out on Long Island, they're a little bit better at 33 to 30 miles per hour in a gust. Right now, those temperatures from 35 to 38 degrees around the five boroughs. But look at the wind chills. Barely a 30 to be found. Tom's River, you're on the milder side with your lighter wind chill at 36 degrees. But look at the teens and 20s. So that, folks, is what you dress for when you step outside. And have I shown you the snow yet? No, I haven't. Look at the snow around Binghamton and Scranton. Now, this is all lake effect snow attached with that cold air and being ushered in on these strong northwestern winds. And they're making it in parts of our area. Pike County, Sullivan County, a little bit of that light flurry action there. Here's the wind chill as we go through the afternoon. And I want you to focus on this because when you dress for the day today, this is what you're dressing for. Look at the milder air later on this afternoon. Wind chill values are 33. 27, 24 up the Hudson Valley, 29 in the middle of Long Island. So yes, we'll get to 40 degrees and we may even get to 41 in some locations, but that wind chill is going to stay in the 20s and 30s and that's what you want to prepare for. Plenty of sunshine by the end of the day. When we come back, I've got to talk about the timing of some moisture that moves in for parts of the weekend, things like that. Okay, thank you. Uh, some top stories we're following here at 10 o'clock. It's happened again. Dozens of migrants discovered living in an illegal shelter, this time up in the Bronx. We've learned the migrants from West Africa paid to stay in the tiny retail space on East Kingsbridge Road. This is in Fordham. The owner of this space also owns that location in Queens that was raided just two days ago. In all, 74 men living there with just 30 beds and a couple of bathrooms. We'll have much more on the story ahead at 1030. Right now, police are searching for the man accused of trying to rape a 20-year-old woman as she left a subway station in Jamaica, Queens. It happened early Saturday morning at the 169th Street station. Police say the man punched and knocked the victim to the ground before attempting to remove her clothing. A security guard heard the woman yell and intervened. She's now in stable condition. The suspect ran off. And police say they have arrested this woman accused of assaulting a subway performer in Manhattan. Happened a couple of weeks ago on the 34th Street Herald Square station stop. Police say Amira Hunter struck the performer in the head with a metal bottle. Now she's charged with assault. Hmm. Happening today, the New York Department of uh, New York City Department of Transportation will activate an e-bike charging site for delivery workers. Now, this is believed to be the first station of its kind in the country, and you can find it at Cooper Square and East 6th Street. That's in the East Village. More of these are on the way for the city, and it's a way to get these e-bikes kind of charging handled because we've had so many tough fires in the area with them. Meantime, the new lithium-ion battery policies are going into effect in NYCHA buildings in hopes of preventing all of these crazy fires that we've been reporting on. Only one e-bike or e-scooter will be allowed to be charged inside an apartment at a time. Refurbished batteries are not allowed at all. They also can't be charged near a heat source, uh, near a door, or in any common areas. And that's for any of the regular approved e-bikes and e-batteries. They cannot be charged in those public areas. A company and six of its executives now charged with running a bogus safety school for construction workers. Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg says Valor Security sold thousands of safety certificates and cards without providing any training at all. They sold for hundreds of dollars. Prosecutors say the alleged fraud cost at least one worker his life in 2022. 
The House is going to vote today on a short-term funding bill to avoid a partial government shutdown. The bill is going to push government funding deadlines to next week and March 22nd. The measure is expected to pass with Democratic support, but the bill could face an uphill battle in the Senate if one member objects to expediting this vote, potentially pushing it past the shutdown deadline. Did you hear about this? Tributes are pouring in for stand-up comedian and actor Richard Lewis. You never call me. You always pick the restaurant. What are, you, what are, you, are we married? I don't, I don't understand. Am I dating you? You hate people. For younger generations, these were the ultimate combo of a duo here on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Co-star and fellow comedian Larry David said Richard Lewis was like a brother to him and that he was the funniest person and the sweetest person at the same time. Last night, the marquee at the Gotham Comedy Club lit up with a special message for Lewis. He died at the age of 76. Peacefully, they tell us. His publicist says he suffered a heart attack. Now, if you're if you're older, you remember Richard Lewis and Jamie Lee Curtis had a TV show. He was a very popular yeah. comedian in the mm -hmm. 70s. They had this wonderful TV show. He was just a great guy for decades. But you're right. Mm -hmm. um, curb your enthusiasm is what drew even the younger. Absolutely. Like every yeah. generation could appreciate this yep. comic. Revered, yep. beloved, just one of the best. You know what would make for a great episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm? This congestion pricing situation. That's Larry David's true. take, That's right? A, yeah, yeah. Everybody has an opinion. And today is your official chance to weigh in on the controversial plan. There's a first public hearing set for today. It's going to be at 6 tonight. It's happening online, and it's happening downtown at the MTA headquarters in lower Manhattan. The MTA also facing these lawsuits, we know, both from New Jersey and New York, over the $15 toll. Despite the many legal hurdles, though, MTA Chairman Jano Lieber says the plan at this point is still on track. The judge in New York, who's taken on all the New York lawsuits, that they're going to make rulings uh, before uh, the congestion pricing system is designed to go live in June. We can either invest in our capital program or we can return to the bad old days and see service decline. One thing we know for certain, people have an opinion on this. Absolutely. Okay, and, and if you somehow miss your opportunity to speak your mind um, over congestion pricing, at least today, mm. do not worry. You're going to have more chances, two more, in fact. Hearings are set for tomorrow and Monday. They're going to be virtual and in person, so you have two options, but you do have to register for it online first. All right, yeah, make sure your voice is heard if you yes. have an opinion on it, yeah. Meanwhile, the MTA also says it's going high-tech when it comes to the equipment that it's using to toll our drivers in the city. Now, have you seen them? So Mike tells me they're called gantries. I call them the big boxes that are hanging over the street to monitor the cars, a little bit longer, um, around tracking cars that go below 60th Street. Well, the MTA says some of the devices they'll use, you won't even realize that that they're there. Many of the tolling cameras will hang on existing street poles and pedestrian over and underpasses. The cameras will use infrared technology and will automatically detect a vehicle's size and type so it can charge the appropriate toll. Oh, when you're charging me money, now you go high yeah. tech. Yeah, in, in all fairness, <laughs> New Yorkers do not call it gantries. That is the very technical term. We right. call it that okay. scanner thing that <laughs> sends you a ticket in the mail. Well, I, right. I think many are going to call it something different that we right. can't repeat here at, at 10. We'll see Facts. how the legal challenges play out. Of course, they're hoping for a June rollout officially. We'll see if that happens. I feel like this needs a dramatic reading. The dawn of a new era is upon <laughs> us. Picture a clean, bright, sparkling city, uh, at least for business owners here in New York. At least starting tomorrow, all businesses must put trash in bins with 
lids. Yes, or as the sanitation department has put it, very cleverly by might I add, the beginning of our bin era. Era. Yes, you know what that's oh, about. I remember that with the Taylor Swift thing. Of in course, it. there I you remember. go. And it's going to extend to city residents later this year. All right, so let's dig into the details now with Sanitation Commissioner Jessica Tisch. Welcome back to Mornings at 10. We appreciate your time as always. Thank you for having me. So let's begin with what are these changes? What do businesses need to do starting tomorrow? Starting tomorrow, March 1st, all businesses in New York City will be required to do something that businesses in cities around the world have done for decades, and that is put their trash in containers with lids rather than in trash bags on the sidewalk. Um, so how's it been going so far? I know that this rollout started with the restaurants first um, before everyone would have to um, comply with this. Has it been received well? Yeah, you know, we've been rolling this out in phases. As you mentioned, we started with food-related businesses. So restaurants, bodegas, bars, delis, groceries. We started in September. We moved on to chain stores. So those are businesses with five or more locations in New York City. That's been running for about eight months now. And we're seeing wide compliance with these rules. In New York City, historically, you never saw wheelie bins on the street. And all of a sudden, once these rules went into effect, you started seeing on every commercial corridor, wheelie bins, trash containers used by businesses to set their trash out. Now, we don't love to do enforcement, but we do believe in enforcement to hold people to the very basic sanitation rules we have in New York mm. City. So where we're seeing lack of compliance, our enforcement agents are definitely out there writing summonses. Commissioner Tish, um, do you have any stats on how it's been going? Because I, I, I will just tell you that on my walk, where I used to encounter maybe, I don't know, three to four rats easily in a block or a block and a half. I'm seeing the bins and I'm not seeing that anymore. So, uh, I mean, is that kind of what you're getting from folks? Uh, we're actually, I, I love that you just said that. That matches with my experience as well. We have something more than anecdotal experience, which is real data on it. So when these rules started going into effect, we saw rat complaints in rat mitigation zones. Those are the, those are the dense parts of the city. They went down 16% compared to the previous year. And the data I'm talking about is our 311 rat complaints data. Got it. We only have about 30 seconds left, but Commissioner, what's next? Because I know the rollout continues even after this important date tomorrow. Yeah, we are going after 100% of trash in New York City. There's 44 million pounds of trash left out on our curbs every day. The commercial trash, which we're dealing with tomorrow, is about 50% of that. The other 50% is residential trash, and we have mandates for one to nine unit buildings coming in this fall, and then a full plan to containerize the higher density trash at the 10 plus unit buildings coming out later next year. Well, Sam wanted a theme song kind of going into this or something, and I know that would fit perfectly with your lyrics of the rats don't run this city. Yep. We do, right? Sure don't. There you go. We sure do. There you go. Commissioner, Thank great you. to see you. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Count to three. Come with me and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. Sing it, Cheryl. Wow, so nice. Ah, <laughs> oh, that scene, right? So, so iconic. And who among us didn't wish we could have experienced a chocolate factory 
like that. But that's not what we got, Danny. No. No, it's Tell not. Tell us the story. <laughs> that is not what we got. Yeah. This story boils down to overpromising and underdelivering. And I'm really trying not to read too far into why they assigned me to tell this story. <laughs> But safe to say, Wonka went a little wonky here. This event being compared to the infamous Firefest. Yeah, right, remember this that? Is the inside of Willie's Chocolate Experience <laughs> oh, no. in Glasgow, Scotland. Can you believe this? This was billed as an immersive experience That's where dreams sad. come to life. But in this case, more like a dream in the way that nightmares are still technically dreams, you know? Many parents were furious That's to the fun. point that the event was eventually shut down midway, midway through the first day. Oh, no. Because of Look so many complaints. I can't believe this. I mean, the police were even called. And in case you were wondering, the cherry on top, the tickets were 35 pounds per person, which is nearly 45 US dollars. Right. And each kid was given a single jelly bean and a quarter cup of store-bought lemonade. No, yeah, like, but they had okay. like a creepy, like a scary yeah. Willy too, didn't they? Yeah. They had a scary <laughs> version of Willy Wonka. The actor that was cast to play Willy Wonka <laughs> said he was cast the day before and he got like 15 pages of AI script that mm -hmm. made no sense. And they had this alternative like <laughs> evil. Mike's loving this. I think this might no, no, I could just, it's so, like, I, uh, picturing as a parent, you're, you're saying this is going to be a great thing. Yeah. Right. Uh. You show up. And by the way, that's not cheap. I mean, no. $45. No. 45 bucks. So we did the story on GMA this morning as well. And, and it is, it's horrified people all over yeah. our country, not just there. You know, about over-promising yeah, and when right. you put out your money, what you actually get. And will anyone be responsible for that? But they did I, shut I, this I down. I feel like I need to start charging an entry fee to, to these little birthday parties. Or your party for Shayla was so much better than this. You would never get out one jelly bean and a half what cup of What is this? Right. That's yeah, just such a right. shame. At least give them two jelly beans. But for the disappointment of kids and their families yeah. and to be out of pocket yes, that much money. That's a lot yeah. of money. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Danny. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I love that. It's always story. a pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm so excited to share this next piece with you guys. I recently sat down with famed chef Marcus Samuelson. We love him around we here. We do love him. He's a good guy. Um, and he has a new restaurant. It's called Metropolis. The food, as you might expect, was phenomenal. I mean, it was truly exquisite. But the endeavor is also extremely personal to him. Having called the city home for over two decades, he says it is a love letter to New York. My name is Chef Marcus Samson, and right now you're at Metropolis at the Pat NYC Center. I'm so excited to finally get an opportunity to cook with yes. you. What are we making? Uh, we're going to make one of Chef Ed's signature dishes here at Metropolis, which is this incredible hamachi. It's a fish taco. I can guarantee you it's a fish taco you've never had before. Like the tortilla here is more like a crepe. You get a little bit of that cilantro, and that's again why so I So that's cilantro that yeah. you see there. Okay, so we have that crunchy slaw, right? You need, you need a little bit of vinaigrette, right? And you need the best of fish. And hamachi, sushi kwan like this, it's just some of the best piece of fish you can possibly eat. Mmm. Nice. Mm. That flavor is just like pow, though. Yes. Yes. So if that's how I'm starting my meal, yes. I can only imagine what else you got going on here. We got more. We got more mm. for you. And then, right. then you also have the drink pairings. Yes, absolutely. So this one's really fun. We wanted to play off of some winter citrus. The yuzu and kumquat winter citrus sour with Japanese whiskey and egg white. We're going to do a little seasoning over top, which is made with a little bit of uh, freeze-dried yuzu and Earl Grey tea. Cheers. 
How did this amazing synergy happen between you and PAC NYC? Well, I feel very fortunate and, and privileged to have this opportunity. Um, it's very personal to me after 9-11 to have a culture centerpiece here is absolutely amazing. I believe, if I'm correct, you were at Windows of the World. Yeah. Days. Yeah, a week before. before. A week before. There you go. Yeah. So this must be really personal. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, this is more than a passion project. This is also, it's important for New York City. It's important for us uh, to be able to heal around a meal. The menu also is, like you said, a love letter to New, New York, York City. City. Yeah, and the menu we really look at traditional cooking that both Chef Ed and I are rooted in that has sort of French techniques, but also much more open and diverse the way New York City is open and diverse. Chef Ed lets us know every day that he's from Queens, so. Oh, you guys are talking shirt? about me? Yeah. Oh, I'm so surprised. I've never heard that you came from, it's like Nas and, and Ed that come from Queens. And Shirley Alicat. I got to yeah, represent, yes, you're correct. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Wow. So, so this is our veg platter. Uh, focused on our farms and uh, Union Square Market. Uh, good way to start the meal. This is our brunch vibes. Uh, we, we, we just love this fun menu. This is a cinnamon roll with a little bit of truffle glaze and a ham, just a barrico ham. And then we have some chicken and biscuit, super comfort food, right? And this is our avocado toast, so something for everyone. When someone comes here, and they came specifically because of you, for you, and for what this means. What are you hoping they experience and feel when they leave? If you had a great time in the dining room, you know, come through again, tell your friends. Or maybe you come in for a play. Like that, I think it's the greatness with a place like this, that it gives you options in terms of culture. So um, deliciousness, joy, and a sense of purpose. Oh, I know that wet your palate. Yeah. I know it. Yeah. I, I, I know it because everything was as, as, as delicious as it looked, mm. as exquisite and beautiful as it was, it was that and more. Um, the Perelman Performing Arts Center. Go there. Yeah. That is where you will find Metropolis. Go and check out a show. Yeah, no, it looks fun. While you're Downtown. Down there. Yes, it is part of the revitalization of Ground Zero. I'm oh. going. Yeah. Beautiful. Looks great. That's mm -hmm. so such good. a lovely story, Shirley. Yeah. You know, Sam's only complaint Kudos is to our producer you don't Marina. have the spread right oh. here. I even want the vegetable tower. The yeah, right? I've never wanted that vegetable tower. Whoever. Pickled plum. <laughs> <Not yet. laughs> no. Sign me up. Let's get a reservation. Words never said. I, I came for the vegetable I'm tower. I'm here for the vegetable tower. But, but that's what I want. It's true. Uh, that's what I'm going to start calling it at a home okay. for the kids. It's a vegetable, vegetable tower. tower. Unfortunately, it will not look like that. Right. I was just thinking. Oh, so good. All right. Thanks, Charlene. And you know, as last night's Cold Front reminded us we're still deep in a northeast winter, so mm -hmm. taking care of yourself is essential. Coming up, Sam and I have some suggestions on ways to stay chill in this cold. It's time for It's a Big Deal, where we showcase some of America's most beloved products. I just had a brittle burn on Sam before we came. <laughs> it was a good one. And though. I'm still giggling about it. Sam and I are rounding up the best self-care finds to help you de-stress. 
So this week, let's explore self-care. Let's get everybody, and I know you're this an expert week and on this. Every week. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's show everybody how to do it. Yeah, we're gonna start with something that would also make a good gift, or you can just keep it for yourself. I'm my favorite person to give gifts to. <laughs> this is the Mineral Me Bath Bomb gift set, 25% off. Mm. If you scan the QR code on the screen at any point, you can pick up any of these deals. This 24 natural and organic bath bombs, moisturizing, made with essential oils. Mm. So how do they smell? They smell really good, and I'm not kidding. Ooh, I'm more relaxed just sniffing yeah, them. Just sniffing them. <laughs> and 25% uh, off on this deal. So self-care extends from the bath mm -hmm. to maybe a little gentle massage. Now, in case you have eye puffiness or you're just your eyes are tired or stressed from the mm -hmm. day, this I didn't even know about. Renfo eye, eye massager. Another good perk about this is if you wear it at work, you can't even see your coworkers can't see you rolling their eyes at you. Uh, this can relieve, as you mentioned, eye strain, eye puffiness, dry eyes. It offers a heated massage. And I like that there's also a way to connect your phone via Bluetooth so you can play music and really get in that spa vibe. It actually has a good quality speaker because a little earlier it was talking and we could hear it. So you can actually put this on, relax, get that eye massage. Mm -hmm. It's a little heat involved in it. And all of I that like is it. up to 50% off. Ooh, that's I don't a know big if you deal. It or not. I didn't, so okay. thank you. Okay, now we've got the InnoGear Essential Oil diffuser. This is only $25 right now. Mm. A great deal. Comes with eight, up to eight colors. And it uh, lasts for 18 hours, mm. if you can believe it. And an easy to clean water tank, which is always my biggest problem with diffusers, is making sure to keep them clean so that the, the oils and uh, moisture that you're diffusing right. are clean. Super important to make sure you keep it clean, and that's all very easy. It's $25. $25. That, get out. That's a big deal, man. Get out. That's a really good deal. <laughs> yeah. Also, after you've tried to do this, keeping up with your body rhythms and understanding what's going on. Did I get a good sleep night sleep last night. Yeah. What's my heart rate right now? How many steps did I take? This is it makes it easy. The Fitbit Charge 6 answers all of those questions and it's also a, a more low profile design than some of the other fitness trackers. So maybe it looks a little bit better sitting on your wrist here. This is up to 19% off. This is a tried and true product. My mom, I actually bought one for my mom and now she can't take a step without it because she feels like it doesn't count if she's not wearing her Fitbit. It doesn't like, count. That, that makes a lot of sense. So heart rate detection, uh, activity tracker, sleep monitor as you mentioned, just a really, really great product. All of these incredible oh. self-care essentials are on sale for a limited time, so don't miss out. Hurry on over to shoplocalish.com. Make sure you scan that QR code. There are these fantastic deals and more. One more time for all these products and more, you can check out abc7ny.com slash shop. Hey, Mom. Another well, another shout out to that my mom. Yeah. Good stuff. So <laughs> many fun stuff. Didn't no, steps, no steps just yet. <laughs> Stay there yeah. until, for another 10 minutes. Not unless so you've true. got your Fitbit on. Come yeah. on. Don't waste those steps. <laughs>